Good morning, truth. This morning, I want to talk to you about self-love. Believers have been tricked into believing self-love is selfish and nothing could be further from the truth. The truth is that the world has warped every perception of the definition of genuine love. We tend to think that to love God just simply means to believe that he exists and be nice to others. We think loving our family and others means that we are to give of ourselves until we are drained physically, emotionally, and financially. And finally, we believe anyone bold enough to proclaim self-love only loves themselves. When the truth is to love God means to trust him enough that you honor his word in all that you do. For his word says, if you love me, keep my commandments, no more, no less. Understand this, without loving God his way, the way he has asked to be loved. It doesn't matter how nice we are to others if we're not loving God his way. And the truth about loving others is outlined in Mark 12. Right around verse 28, you will embark on a story where Jesus is asked, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, Jesus answered, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. The scripture continues by saying, there is no commandment greater than these. This scripture confirms exactly what I just told you. First and foremost, there is no genuineness to love if one's heart, mind, and soul is not committed to God. See, because God is love. So anything that proclaims to be loved must also be godly. Notice the second thing Jesus says is to love your neighbor as yourself. We tend to only focus on loving others, ignoring the words as yourself. I'm here to tell you to this morning that to effectively love your neighbor, to effectively love others as yourself, you must first love yourself. Turn with me to Ephesians 5 and, and go down to verse 28, and we're going to read 28 and 29. As the Bible talks about the depth of a husband's love for his wife, and that he ought to love her just as he does his own body. Even this scripture is written from the perspective that one is to love their self, their own body. And it continues by saying, after all, no one ever hated their own body. But they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. Pay close attention to the scripture as it compares the love one has for themselves, the love one has for their own body, to how Christ loves the church. 
where we tend to fall short of the glory of God is we allow Satan to control the temperature of our love, which can sometime align with idolization. In some cases, it's rooted in evil and ungodly pretenses. We see it all around us. People who idolize themselves, people who idolize others. Idolizing is not love because it's absent of godliness. When one idolizes themselves or others, it's based on emotions that are tainted by what displeases God. Abuse, disrespect, greed, materialism, degrading words, manipulation, deceit, violations of God's commandments. All these things are displeasing to God. And since they're displeasing to God, then they go against the definition of love. For again, God is love. The exaltation or toleration of these things is not due to love but due to deception and lack of self-love, which can easily lead one into a state of idolization. And it's because idolization has often been mislabeled as love and has become a common fixture in our world that self-love gets a bad rap and is considered selfish. Because we think to love ourselves means that we have to esteem ourselves as more significant, more important, or superior to everyone and everything around us. Not true. Self-love is simply about leveling the playing field. Self-love is about not forgetting that you deserve the same love from you that you give to others. Let's take a moment and review the basics of the biblical definition of love as is outlined in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. The scripture tells us that love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always exhorts hope. Love always perseveres. There's so much in that scripture that sets the tone for self-love. First of all, love is patient and kind. We have no problem with being patient and kind to others. But how patient and kind are you to yourself when you stumble, when you fall, when you make a mistake, when you say the wrong things at the wrong time, when you're just trying to get yourself together, when you're trying to just realign your life? How patient and kind are you with you? Love is not envious, boastful, or proud. 
which shut down the spirit of idolizing oneself and it dismisses the element of selfishness. In order to love oneself, you do not need to exalt yourself as superior to anyone. But that would be dishonoring others. That would be self-seeking, which would defile the meaning of genuine love. Loving oneself does not mean that you are entitled to become easily angered when interrupted while trying to have some me time. You know what I mean. Nor does self-love mandate that you reward yourself because someone else has wronged you. Loving yourself should never be contingent on the lack of love you receive from others. We have to stop treating our relationship with ourselves as rebound encounters. Because rebound encounters, as we know, is built on a foundation that is not real love. Self-love should be consistent. For it's that consistency that protects us from bouts of depression, anxiety, fear, anger, and insecurity. It's in the consistency of self-love that we find that we can always trust our intuitions. It's in the consistency of self-love that we can trust our gut feelings. It's in the consistency of our self-love that we find the ability to sustain hope. And the consistency of self-love will allow us to always persevere because it allows us to see God in all that we go through. If you get nothing else out of today's message, get this. God is love. And there is no love without God. Your self-love, if genuine, is rooted in godliness. Sometimes we find ourselves in unhealthy relationships, friendships, and even work-related situations that tear us down emotionally, mentally, and yes, spiritually. I want you to always be mindful that Satan attacks our emotions and our minds for the sole purpose of spiritually tearing us down. For his goal is to keep us disconnected from who God has called us to be. So in these unhealthy encounters with others, we begin to doubt our worth. We begin to allow and embrace what ultimately begins to erase us. We begin to embrace and tolerate disrespect, degrading words, manipulation, deceit, lies, and unreasonable mandates of our time. These things cause us to neglect, to invest in what is required to restore and renew our minds, our bodies, and our souls, which is the premise of self-love. Turn with me to 2 Timothy and look at verse chapter 1, verse 7. 
And it reads, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Self-love is not about ignoring others. Self-love is not about being arrogant or making oneself higher ranking, even in our own lives than others. For we are charged to care for one another. We are charged to be kind, but not at the expense of discounting self-love. Self-love is about renewing our minds, taking care of our bodies in a manner that acknowledges that our bodies are the living vessels of God. Self-love is about keeping a flame ignited in our souls that burns with a desire, that burns with a peace that thrives on the word of God, that burns with a peace in doing things God's way. In Psalms 139 and 14, David cries out to God. And he says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I'm here to tell you this morning that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. We are evidence of God's wonderful works. And how we use these works of God can either give him praise or prove blasphemous to him. So I encourage you, go ahead, love yourself. It's a godly mandate. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. You set us apart as the brightest, clearest Creativity, your works are wonderful. I know, I know that all I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Whoa, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You set us apart.
Fearfully and wonderfully 